0: What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's Word and see what He has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hey, what is going on, New Vision family? Pastor Brad White here, men's pastor. Excited to be with you today on our podcast. Today we're going to be diving into Joshua chapter 24. Verses 1 through 13. Then Joshua assembled all the tribes of Israel at Shechem. He summoned the elders, leaders, judges, and the officials of Israel, and they presented themselves before God. Joshua said to all the people, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Long ago, your ancestors, including Terah, the father of Abraham, and Nahar, Lived beyond the Euphrates River and worshiped other gods. But I took your father Abraham from the land beyond the Euphrates and led him through Canaan and gave him many descendants. I gave him Isaac, and to Isaac I gave Jacob and Esau. I assigned the hill country of Seir to Esau, but Jacob and his family went down to Egypt. Then I sent Moses and Aaron and afflicted the Egyptians by what I did there. And I brought you out. When I brought your people out of Egypt, you came to the sea, and the Egyptians pursued them with chariots and horsemen as far as the Red Sea. But they cried to the Lord for help, and he put darkness between you and the Egyptians. He brought the sea over them and covered them. You saw with your own eyes what I did to the Egyptians, then you lived in the wilderness for a long time. I brought you to the land of the Amorites, who lived east of the Jordan. They fought against you, but I gave them into your hands. I destroyed them before you, and you took possession of their land. When Balak, son of Zippor, the king of Moab, prepared to fight Israel, he sent Balaam, son of Beor, to put a curse on you. But I would not listen to Balaam, so I blessed you again and again. And I delivered you out of his hand. Then you crossed the Jordan and came to Jericho. The citizens of Jericho fought against you, as did also the Amorites, Perizzites, Canaanites, Hittites, Jebusites, Hivites, and Jebusites. But I gave all them into your hand. I sent the hornet ahead of you, which drove them out before you. Also, the two Amorite kings. You did not do it with your own sword or your bow. So I gave you the land on which you did not toil, and the cities you did not build, and you live in them and eat from their vineyards and the olive groves that you did not plant. Man, the names of some of those people groups. Gracious. Anyway, so here's what's happening. This is Joshua at the end of his life. He knows the end is near, and so he's wanting to pull the people together, he wants to pull the elders together, and he wants to really remind them of what God has done on their behalf. Yes, it's Joshua who is speaking, but ultimately, God is the person who is giving the message. Joshua goes all the way back to the story of Abraham, and he begins to remind them from Abraham all the way up through where they stand today, how God had provided If you'll take the chance to reread this section, it's incredible how many times the word I is used, and really what this is, is this is God showing that he is really the hero of his own story. A few examples are, I took, I gave, I sent, I defeated, I brought, I would not have listened, I rescued. And so really, if there's any doubt who did the saving, who did the rescuing, it is this section that brings clarity to that, that it is God and God alone. Without God's redemption, the children of Israel would still find themselves in bondage. They would have found themselves still in slavery in Egypt. So then Joshua proceeds to talk to them about all that they have acquired in this land that they are now occupying. And this seems a little bit peculiar considering that these folks are there right then. They can see everything that they've acquired. They're living in these homes What Joshua says is that you are living in houses that you didn't build. You're eating from crops that you didn't plant. And this is a little bit of a difficult concept for us to understand because when we buy a house, we typically just buy it. We don't actually build it. But in biblical times, you have to think these folks would have – had to build a house if they wanted one. They would have had to do the work. They would have had to plant a vineyard if they wanted a vineyard. They would have had to plant crops to be able to have food. Anything that they would have wanted, they would have had to have done it with their own hand. But the children of Israel, however, have found themselves in a position where they are able to really reap the fruits of the labor of work that was done by these wicked Canaanites. And what's kind of interesting and cool to think about is that God uses all people. He will use anyone and everyone. And he really utilized the Canaanites to prepare something incredible for his chosen people. If you're anything like me, it's really easy to look at God and look up to God and call out to God when we find ourselves in the valleys of life, when we have a desperation that comes up a illness, a disappointment, a fear, it's easy to reach out to God because we know that we need help. On the opposite end of the spectrum, for me, it's a little bit more difficult for me to run to God when I find myself on a mountaintop where everything is provided for me. When things are in order, we can find ourselves making the story about us instead of realizing like what scripture says, that every good and perfect gift truly comes from God. So what's the takeaway for us today? I think it's all about remembering that our story is really his story. Whatever it is that we have done, whatever it is that we have acquired, whatever accomplishments we have completed, it's really only because he's allowed us to do that. He's the giver of every breath. He has given us the ability to work. He's given us the ability to create. And so for us to not give him credit and to understand that our story is really his story, I think would just be really foolish. Sometimes before we can really continue to operate in the here and now and to move forward, I think it's really valuable for us to look back And to be reminded of how God has sustained and how God has provided for us. It's a great reminder because it reminds us that he will continue to sustain and he will continue to provide and that all of the glory and all of the honor and all of the work is about what he has done and he's just allowed us to be a part of what is ultimately his story. I hope that encouraged you today. Hope you guys have an incredible rest of your day. Let me pray for you. Father, we love you. We thank you for an opportunity to gather together this morning pray today that the truth of your word would resonate in our heart and that we would look back to you realizing that every good and perfect gift comes from you and that we can cry out to you yes when we're in the valley but God also when we're on the mountaintop you are still God you are still sovereign and you still reign in your name we pray amen